You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. Andy, uh, because you're doing the A&R side of things, uh, did you have a particular perspective on who you wanted to sign or what you wanted to look for an artist that you wanted to sign when you started this year that change has now changed because of coronavirus? You know, I, I wouldn't say a lot has changed. We, you know, we, we still want to sign unique, great artists that we believe in. I think there is a, a moment of, of hesitancy where you're just trying to pivot on your current records and knowing that we all had things slide um, from 20 to 21, because as we're looking at the analytics that people we're pointing to think what people are doing in times of uncertainty. They're eating comfort foods. They're listening to Christmas music, for Christ's sake. On the radio, Christmas songs are being played currently. So new music discovery is becoming a challenge, right? It, we can all listen to our, uh, in Carl's case, our favorite Nickelback records, or in, in my case, uh, a Smith's record. But we can, all, we can all listen to something that we're comfortable with. Uh, but music, new music discovery is going to be tough. So we have a handful of artists on our roster that we're, we're sliding because so much of our development is is dependent on touring and that's where touring really um and, and festivals and having the right looks and that's where all of our worlds kind of collide there for a minute because you know you, you got to hang your head on the touring for the development and when it's not there and you're seeing slides things slide into march of next year and i'm hearing there's no availability from the agents that still have jobs then we're then we're all looking for a world of hurt so you know, fortunately, you know, for Fearless, we have, uh, you know, we have had great years in a row and we're putting together a very productive year this year. Um, obviously, you know, we've had to make changes to um, just release schedules and just the uncertainty. And I think the biggest thing for myself and, and Eric kind of mentioned, it's like it, it, it's really just all fluid. We, we have releases that we want to stick to this year. We want people to have a reason to smile and get behind something. But at the same, get behind the artists and support them. But at the same time, we have to look that, you know, it's 25% of this country may be unemployed in two months. And, and we also have to factor those things in. So getting through those tough times is, you know, we're not, it's the world, it's everyone. And we want artists to have a fair shot. But it's not very fair for us to be, to, to say, hey, let's put your record out in May but you may not see the road again till March um, or April. And that, that could be uh, disheartening. So, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, we all, we all wake up out of this bad dream in July and we have some runway to the fall and people can um, feel comfortable and be safe going to shows again. And, and, you know, we turn the switch back on, but, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm looking at the fall and I think it's going to be great. It's going to be bottlenecked for sure. And um, maybe, and, I'm looking at next year and I want everyone to recover. I want the world to recover, but 
you know, in terms of signing artists, I think we're still very open to everything, all levels. Eric, is that the same with you? I'm muting. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, there's no change in, uh, um, you know, to even just back Annie's point up, like there's no change in that strategy of signing. I think that if anything right now, um, uh, unsigned artists especially have an opportunity to uh, create uh, and not just create, but connect with the fans that they have. And um, so our strategies, we're still looking for things that are unique, interesting, and know how to connect with fans. And um, never was there a better time for those artists to not say the words, I need to be on tour because you can't. So I don't, uh, there's no excuse in that space. So yeah, we're still, nothing's really changed on the, the A&R front. Um, if anything, there's an opportunity to look at more right now. And Mike, uh, anything that you're doing with 10th Street that uh, are, are you looking at artists at all, uh, signing from the management side of things? Is that on pause? Is that something that was already on pause anyway? Um, it's really a case by case basis. Um, there is some stuff that we're looking at. And, you know, I think the philosophy has changed just a little bit. Um, in regards to knowing what it takes to break and develop artists, which typically has been a lot of touring, we might be looking at something that's already got its legs moving on the social side, um, you know, that we can make an impact on for when things do adjust. Um, and we come out of this with whatever the new normal is. Um, you know, and for the artists that I handle in particular, um, you know, I'm really using it as an opportunity to try to look under the hood of the automobile and do some maintenance while the vehicle isn't moving at hundred miles an hour down the road. So it's a really unique time. And thankfully we've got a little bit of a buffer. Um, you know, uh, we've just, you know, if we come out of this, as Andy talked about with touring in the fall, we're just going to move a couple pieces around and have a, a really good strategy to, you know, hopefully make the most of it. If things change beyond that, you know, I think that's for everybody. As Eric said, you know, we just have no real map for that yet. Carl, can I ask you uh, whether coronavirus or anything else in 2020 has significantly changed what you look at, what metrics you're paying attention to? Mike mentioned social. Uh, when you're looking at artists that you're considering signing? I don't think it's changed anything as far as artists signings and things go like when this whole you know when armageddon popped up on us i had five or six bands that i've been in conversations with that i was chasing and hoping to you know potentially sign um all those bands i still been maintaining relationships with and talking to and things like that and it's just uh you know so nothing's changed as far as that goes um you know, my situation is a little unique. I have my own record label, which is, you know, Good Fight. We call it Good Fight proper. And then I have the Good Fight imprint at E1. Um, and obviously everything I do at E1, um, <clears throat> I have, you know, people above me that, you know, lay the law as far as what we're able to do. And, uh, you know, so yeah, everyone's looking at it and we're like, all right, what's our budget's going to be like for the rest of this year and for, for next year. And, uh, one of, one of the things that is applicable to both my label and to E1 Heavy is releases that we were planning for spring right now and for, you know, later in the summer, we're pushing. So all of a sudden you've got 
a release schedule where you're looking at like, all right, shit, all of a sudden, you know, fall 2020 is looking pretty full and honestly also skeptical because we don't know what's going to happen there. And then it's, and then all of a sudden 2021 is getting really, really full. So, so yeah, that, that has something to do with it when, you know, when you're looking at budgets and various things like that. Um, yeah, it's how to fit everything in there. And beyond that, the responsibility to the bands that you're signing, you're like, all right, um, if I'm going to sign two or three bands for releases at the end of this year and in 2021, um, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, now you're going to be stacked on top of, you know, these other releases, you know, potentially, you know, large releases from, you know, bigger bands as opposed to, you know, like bands that I'm signing that are developing bands. Like, you know, so it's, it's that absolutely takes into effect. You have to, you know, it's, you have to do your due diligence to the artist and make sure that like the manpower of the record label is there to make sure that you can, you know, do the work for each artist as opposed to like, I don't want to put out three records in the same month, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, it, it, things are changing. Absolutely. I'm still chasing the exact same bands and I still want to get a hold of all of them. And I still got to tell them, you know, and, and you know, bands because they're like, I know this shit is crazy, but our record's ready to go. So you think we can get it out in October? And it's like, hmm, probably no, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, all right, we're, we still want to do this, but we have to figure out when's going to be best for you. And, you know, and every band is ready to go. As soon as you tell them like, all right, it's time to go, they're ready to go. But you got to make sure that all the guns are firing behind them as well. And that's in their best interest. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's weird to think about that sort of thing. And we're trying to do the best by all the bands that we're looking at. And also the bands that we've already signed that have new records coming and things like that. So it's trying to shake it all out and how we're going to figure it. Subscribe today to the daily music business podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.